It'll have the Book of Life record. I mean, it got the Queen come to my inauguration, but Jesus is going to be there. Praise ye the Lord. The world may not know who you are, but you're well known in heaven. And that's all that matters. Does God knows you. Praise ye the Lord. Chapter 1, I mean chapter 3 of First Corinthians. Saints, I believe we're closer to the coming of the Lord than any other time in our lives. Now, I know you've heard it before. So have I. I've grown up in church, heard all my life, but I've seen more things, creepy things, than I've ever seen in my lifetime. Creepy things are happening. And I tell me, God is supernaturally trying to get the attention, not of the world, but of His church. I believe Noah had some phenomenon took place before the rain came. Praise the Lord. Praise God. Chapter 3 of 1 Corinthians and verse 12. Now, in fact, verse 11. For other foundation can no man lay than that is laid, which is Jesus Christ. There's a lot of doctrine there. Now, if any man build upon this foundation gold, silver, precious stones, wood, hay, stubble, every man work shall be made manifest, for the day shall declare it, because it shall be revealed by fire, and the fire shall try every man's work of what sort it is. If any man work abide which he hath built thereon, he shall receive a reward. If any man's work shall be burnt, he shall suffer loss, but he himself shall be saved. Yet, this part is a threat, yet as by fire. Lord, bless your word. Bless us that hear it. We that read it. And we believe it, Jesus. This wonderful body of families before you this morning. Look forward to hear from the word of the Lord that only you alone can fulfill and endorse and ratify today. Bless us collectively in Jesus' name. Amen. Have you seen it? I want to talk to you about Christian in crisis. Somebody here right now is in the valid decision. You better make the right decision. Because the moment you make it, friend, it could be fixed for eternity. Christian in crisis. The Bible know that uh, Antioch was the place where they first used the term Christian. In those days, it was based as a derogatory term because Christ was rejected by Rome, by the Grecian, by the educators. And Peter says, if any of you have been called a Christian, don't be ashamed. Read your Bible says, don't be ashamed to be called a Christian. Today it's not so. Today everybody with fame is called a Christian. Complete reverse. Could it be that something supernatural is happening in our world? Or maybe the world trying to fool us to believe something that's not there. But to be a Christian is more than just professing I know God. And it's more than wearing a label on your collar of a fish or putting a, around your neck a cross or a crucifix, so called, 
and say, I'm a Christian. But there's coming a day when the Apostle Paul writing will be put in operation. It's found in the 13th chapter of the book of 2 Corinthians, in verse 5. You need to look at it, or I'll put it on the board if you wish. But it says, examine yourself. Now, I personally hate that word, examine. You mentioned examine at school, and I go to psychological phenomenons. I just lose it. No matter how smart I was, I forget the whole thing. I don't like exams. I don't like to be tested. Now, I, I'll perform good, but unless you're going to test me, I lose it all. I just forget it. I just cannot function. And so, really, I didn't fail the test. I failed an emotional test. That's what I failed. I didn't fail a cognitive test. I failed an emotional test, a psychological test. And so, I know when a kid failed an exam, you don't beat your kid up because the kid probably didn't fail the exam. The kid failed an emotional test. I didn't get no amens out here. You geniuses out there, maybe you guys are well secure, but I know for me, I'm not that secure. So I get, when I have to do something, I get pretty, I'm not as calm as you think I am. I'm not calm at all. When it comes to deadline, I get pretty all worked up. So it work around me, you think I'm a mad, crazy guy. Because I can't afford to make a mistake. But you know, Christianity is not a label or a badge. But Paul says, examine Yourself. You do your own self-examination. I've learned to talk to doctors when I go see doctors. I don't believe they're so educated I can't talk to them. They don't intimidate me. So what does that mean? What, how, do you, what is, how, how do you interpret that? I'm going to ask questions. If they don't tell me, I go see Brother Google. <laughs> and Brother Google always have an answer. <laughs> In case my doctor failed. Dr. Google steps in and gives some direction. Now I feel a whole lot better knowing something. And the sad thing about this is everything Google says, says got that, been there, done that. And all the malaise that Google could mention. But thank God someone's praying for me. But Paul is writing to some people who are bragging about whether Paul, Apollos, Christ, etc., etc., and Paul said, look, let me tell you folks, all we are are just ministers by which you believe. Whatever you believe, somebody taught you what you believe. You didn't just were born with this thing. You believe because somebody taught it to you, right or wrong. Parents teach kids attitude. Parents teach kids knowledge. You're sarcastic, your kid's going to be sarcastic. You are rebellious, your kid's going to be rebellious. They can't do anything different because you are teaching what you are, whether verbal or nonverbal. They watch you like you would believe. And everything you do, if you love God, they love God. You hate God, they hate God. If you're faithful to church, they're faithful to church. Whatever you are, because they're your playback. Hello, they're your playback. And you are influencing them whether you like it or not. So you better make sure you're doing the right thing. When you act, I realize you're affecting a life for a long time. Hello, but I believe what I believe because somebody taught me. And Paul says, other foundation can no man lay. No man, now in, in the business world, I was taught uh, marketing, you know, the five P's of marketing. And they tell me on the shelf, you think of lethal, fivefold. 
And that worked also within training and, 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 and mentoring people. The first person in that kid, maybe the first out or the last out, but in the business world, it's the first in, last out. I understand that. You've been training in business administration, you should know what I'm talking about. Amen. And, and so, Paul say, other foundation can no man lay than this, that which is already laid. You are believing something. Now, every one of us in this building looks so handsomely pretty and sanctimonious, and you may be fuming mad underneath right now, and I don't know. Because you learned to mask it. You learn to cover up your real feeling and give me a face that look really good. But you know, deep down here, you are not with it. And God knows that. And really, I have no right to judge what's going on on the inside of you. I can only judge what you do externally. But what you're thinking and what you're believing, I can't do a thing about it because it's your private life. But the Holy Ghost discerned. The Holy Ghost knows what's there. And Paul says, if your heart condemns you, God is greater. In other words, you've got to be your own internal judge. I may guesstimate, but I can never properly estimate what's going on inside of you. But you know. And the Bible says, no man know the things of man but the spirit of man. And so God knows that. And Paul is saying, now, Corinthians... Christians, you examine yourself. And you ask yourself, am I truly in the faith? Is the faith really in me? Do I believe what is preached? Do I believe the authority of the church? Do I believe what is being said? Or do I have my own opinion? Because the moment you have, you're building another foundation. Or you're building on the ones already established. If you're building on the one that's established, then you're conforming. If you're not conforming, then you're reforming. And you are becoming a renaissance in your own thing. And, and, and so Paul says, examine yourself. Now, church, you know there are billions of people who claim Christianity. And really, you have no right to tell them they're not a Christian. But we do tell them that. <laughs> because we're human beings. You know, we like to tell people what they are what they're not. But God knows what they really are. And God called them to judge themselves. It says, examine yourself if you are in the faith. Paul met the Ephesians. They said they were believers of John. And the first thing he did was give them some multiple choice questions. He said, have you received the Holy Ghost as you believe? They said, we've not so much heard. And they began to give some more multiple choice questions. And by the time he finished interrogative questions with them, they realized they missed the mark. Skill testing questions bring out answers. Maybe answers you don't want to hear. But when they heard the question, they submitted to the reality of what they need to do. Now John did say, God is going to baptize you with the Holy Ghost and fire. And they said, we haven't even so much heard that. Somebody was not preaching the whole truth, nothing but the truth to them. They were hearing half truth, some truth. Maybe a little bit of truth here and there, but not total truth. Well, half truth is not good enough for God. He said, I want a whole truth and nothing but the truth. But they submitted to the message and realized they didn't have the Holy Ghost. And they weren't really John disciples, only in name. Now, 
Paul told Titus that where you are in Crete is a group called professing Christian. They profess their Christians, but they don't possess Christianity. They profess they know God, but they don't have God. But they deny Him in works and in the power thereof. You see, there are credentials that identify you and me as being bona fide or counterfeit. And people are well trained now and know the difference between the genuine and the counterfeit. And that's the crisis that's going to hit the whole world when Jesus comes. Because there are two thrones in heaven. One is the, the judgment seat of Christ for believers. And then there's the white throne seat for people who don't believe. At the white throne is sins are judged there. At the seat of Christ, the judgment seat of Christ, and search your Bible, that term is used about three, four times in the Bible. That's where believers are going. Now, you folks that don't work for God, or you are slothful, or you back off on the things of God, you're not getting off the hook. I'm going to judge you later. That's what God says. I'm going to judge you later. Yes. I'm talking about Christians. Sinners are judged for sins. But Christians are judged for performance. How you perform in this church will determine whether you're rewarded or scarcely saved. Paul said, your works will be tried. Revelation, all seven churches. The overriding theme was, I know thy works. Now I know the charismatic world tell you, you're not saved by works, and you're right, you're not saved by works, but you maintain good works. To stay saved. We're saved by grace. And grace demands activity. Hello? And so Paul, Paul Wright says, look, your works will be tested. On a Christian, a professing Christian. Now there are people in strange worlds doing missionary work, which I know God didn't call them. And they literally die. Get murdered. Killed. Trying to propagate Christ. You have to realize the 11th chapter of St. Corinthians says there are two Christs in the world. The real and the counterfeit. There is another Christ, another Jesus. And there is the real Jesus. There is another spirit and there is the true Holy Spirit. There is another gospel. And then there's the real gospel. There is another doctrine, and then there's the real doctrine. And it's called upon you and incumbent on you and me to examine what we have. Now, I've learned by experience, you never approach a banker to borrow money without folks first doing homework. Because once they start telling you, no, honey, it's no all the way down the road. No, 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 no. But if you examine your financial net worth and situation, you know if they're going to give you money or not. Because the bank is not going to lend into a deep hole that's worthless. They know what to look for. And if you examine yourself, and so Paul is saying, I want you to examine, Christians, your works. Examine your works. What kind of work it is? And now, the foundation you cannot relay. In other words, you can't bring another plan of salvation to save anybody. 
There's only one Savior. I don't care how many freedom fighters there are in the world or terrorists, releaser. There's only one Savior. And God alone is our Savior. And that Savior was born in the person of Jesus Christ. And there's nobody besides Jesus Christ that can save to the uttermost. Except to believe that Christ is He who died in your sins. That's all there is to it. And if you believe on Him, as the Scripture says, you'll be saved from your sins. Not in your sin, but from your sins. Hello. And so there's only one way to be saved. Through the foundation that God laid. No other foundation can we lay. I, as a pastor, can't tell you some other principles. How to be saved. How to be born again. i got to go back to the foundation laid. That means what the apostles established is the method. When we were in Jerusalem, they want us to be, to be baptized again just to be in joyous. Oh, no. It may be simple to you, but my Bible says one baptism. And I'm not going just because that's Jordan. It's not about the water. It's not about the location. It's about obedience to a demand of God. Hello. And so Paul says, some people in church, people like you and me, some of you building hay. Hello. Stubble and wood. On this foundation. And some of us are building gold, silver, and precious stones. And guess what? We all look good. So we, we all claim we've got a common foundation. There's not one person in this building that's going to go to hell. I, even if you don't you deserve to go to heaven, you're going to say you go to heaven. You all do it. And by the way, when you die, you'll find a preacher who will put you there by words but not by deeds. But that's what they're there for, to lie to you and your family. But the question is, is all your life summed up in one word? Hey, wood, stubble, all the living and all the expenditures of your energy in your lifetime. God says, I'm going to sum it up in one of those six categories. Wood, Hay, stubble, precious stones, silver, and gold. Now, we understand what sin is. Now, the Word can give you Webster Dictionary, but my Bible says sin is the transgression of the laws of God. It's one definition for sin. Another one is, if it's not a faith, it's sin. And the third one is, huh, if you know to do good in church and you're not doing it, you have sinned. And sin is abhorrent to God. And the soul that sinneth, if you continue to do what you're doing, and I've done, you can't miss hell. Because all sin shall be cast into hell. And Paul is saying, check out what you're doing. Check out what you're believing. Check out what you're living, what you're saying. Because you are building. And the problem is, you may be ignoring those who are building precious stone and silver and gold. Amen. You're not equal, church. You're not equal. All of you don't love God equally. All of you don't have the same commitment to God in this church. Some of you are halfway in and halfway out. Some are totally in and some wish their way out. But we're not all the same. But we all look the same. 
And the only thing going to tell what I really am, what you really are, is the test that's coming. The test that's coming. There is a test. And Paul said, it will be tried by fire. Peter put this way, concerning the fiery trials that come to try you. Hello. Did you realize that God never told Job why he was going through what he was going through? And you ever ask who told Job's wife what it was all about? God didn't. I know who did. The devil did. The devil said, you are going to try to see if your integrity is in place or not. And she said, curse God and die. I hope you don't have relatives that are giving you wrong advice. They got a beef for the church, but you better don't have one with them. I don't care what their relatives are to you. You make a pure mind. No. She said, curse God and die. She sure wasn't gold. She sure wasn't silver. She sure wasn't precious stone. Because the fire came. And she was burnt out. Burnt out. But Job. Job. Withstood the fire. He withstood the flames. And the only thing that burnt was the thing that his friends had on him. Hallelujah. Amen. Job, integrity was a trial. If you think the devil going to let you and me just slip into heaven, you're wrong. He's going to come with everything he's got. And Paul says, your faith is going to be tested. Examine yourself. Now, hay and wood and precious stone, you can... I mean, I mean, and, and, and wood. You can polish those things up. You can paint those things up. And they look real nice. But when the fiery trial come, will you still be there? Hello? Tested and tried by fire. I'll give you an example. Here are some versions. They all look like versions. Don't they look versions like? My God, look pretty pure and clean. My God. And two. The master showed up. Everything looked good until the master showed up. We found out 50% of them were fake. <laughs> no oil. Hello? But just a form. What about the guy who was building his house? The says one was in sand and one is in rock. Now, yes, sure, you know this. Nobody can see the foundation of any building. In other words, your real you, it can't be seen by the naked eye. All we see is the upper crust of what you are. But we don't know what's below there. I've seen trees down in Gregoire Park look pretty strong up top and below there. Man, there's nothing there. It's ant-eaten. All it needs is the right wind that's gone over. Is hello? And here they're building, and I'm asking you, how do you build your house? Is your house on sand or rock? Now, now, <clears throat> understand that the metaphor here, a rock does not change with the weather. Sand does. You cannot go in the Sahara Desert and use a sand dune hill for direction. Because when you turn around, it will be gone. What's people come to church? 
if all the people who came through that door and went in the water baptism, got the Holy Ghost, were in church today, no building in any city would be built enough to hold a Jesus name church. In any city, in any city, going in town. I was in Jamaica with Brother Man of the Great. He said, where Zinc Community was, he says, he says, see, all the hill is filled with backsliders. Few survivals. Amen. You know, survivalists. They were there. And you could come on your in one hand. He said, I said, this is that one? Once had the Holy Ghost. One talk, one's talking tongue. One time used to play the organ. One time used to play the piano. One used to do this. And that, for whatever reason, whatever reason come in their heart to make them do what they do. But they lost their testimony. You apostle, be careful to maintain good works. It's one thing to start. You know what I find in the Bible? That sin has a wipeout effect. All the good that Pastor Nita may have ever done since he got saved, it take one bad act and have lost everything. All the record is gone. Can you imagine that? Same for you. And for all of us, when we are tested and tried, will it still withstood? You see, precious stones come out of fire. You know that. You know that, guys? And silver comes out of fire. And gold comes out of what? Fire. Now, I want you to watch this. Here is the man sitting over the vat, and he, he turned up the fire, and the more he turns up is the more what happened. All the slag comes off it. Is that right? And he knows when this is purified. You know how? When he sees himself looking back at him. Think about it. Think about it. When Shadrach, Meshach, and a bendigo came out of the fire furnace. It was their faith on trial. They could have denied God. And if you see a fourth man there, there'd be no man there. <laughs> they'd be toasted. <laughs> but they kept what they built. That even the fire couldn't burn them. And all that burnt was what bound them. But it couldn't burn them. Hallelujah. And they didn't smell like smoke. Because there was no smoke coming out of them. And by the way, there's no such thing as the Holy Smoke. And I don't believe Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego knew there was a fort man in the fire. But I'm so glad that every trial God is there with us. Cheering you on. Hold the fort, for I am coming. <laughs> Come on, beloved. You know, I've I seen this world. I meet a lot of people in Jerusalem. We saw it in, in, in the Caribbean. We see it all over the place. Everybody's professing Christianity now. It's no longer derogatory. It's everybody's thing. Everybody is a Christian. Everybody. And you better not tell me that a Christian got to cover you. They'll slap you across the face. It's true. How dare you tell me I'm not saved? 
mean I'm sanctified, born again, da, 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 da. <laughs> Hello? Still smoking, still talking, still fornicating, living adultery, etc. But I'm still saved. I'm not sure saved from what. Wait, how dare you tell me I'm not saved? Boy, don't tell me that. I remember my pastor <laughs> was telling me when his dad, who's going to commit suicide as a young kid, he said he was, uh, his father was a, a boxer and he became a boxer too, but went to university and the professor said, there is no God. He says, you're just the best amoeba that came in this world, da, 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 da. He said, well, if that's all I am, I might as well have in my life right now. So he went in the store to shop. He said his father went to shop. And when his father went in there, a young man who was very perceptive, or the keeper of the store, who was very Christian-like and perceptive, perceived this young guy's in trouble and said, Young man, come here. With a bottle of milk in his hand, he says, If I can prove to you God lives, will you serve him? He said, Would you really? Now, you have to know that man's eyes, that big old eye looking at you, big old blue old German eye looking at you. He said, Really? Can you show me? He said, go get your Bible. I don't have a Bible. So he brought his Bible and showed it to him. And that was a change of his life. And that's how his family came into church. But what about that man that gave the testimony? I'll tell you what he was for God. He was a gold. He was a silver. He was a precious stone. Paul speak of Timothy and Titus. He said, you know Timothy. He's been tried. He's been proven. He's been tested. God can't use people that flat off the handle every, every second their mood tells them to. You know they don't belong to God. The devil had them in a the string. You know, they, they look pretty calm for a while. You see those dogs on a string? Amen. They think they got the whole world to run. And then they drag it back and they oh, choke them. I've never seen that. That poor dog got so fooled. He's, he's on a string and doesn't know it. Everybody try to cross over us, pull it back and yank him back. And there are people in church that God said the devil does that to them. Blow right up. Blow right up. Well, where did that come from? That's a stubble. That's a wood. That's a hay. They can't take authority. They're not submissive. Because when the fire comes, it burns them up. And they go up in smoke. But say, look, Timothy, you know him. He's been tried. He's been tested. He's been proven. You know, sometimes we pastors don't tell people everything we know. And I don't because, my God, we're not a church left. Because some of you are better than CNN. I mean, you, you just go non-stop on the news. <laughs> you are faster than the grapevine. Hello? But, you know, we know some people just, just light the right match and they're going to blow right up. The dynamite went to be exploded. Paul says, examine yourself. Now, is this, the bro- is this church going the broad way? Amen. Are we going for the ditch? Well, we don't know. Or do we know? Where are we going, folks? Are we heading for the ditch? I'm going to say you're biased. Because if I ask the Baptist church to, what will they say? 
She's a hypocrite. She's not telling the truth. They won't say that. <laughs> That's my precious wife. She's not a hypocrite. She's my sweetheart. But with it, if you ask the Catholic, are you saved? You'll say, well, I'm not sure. You'll say that for sure. He'll say it to you. But church, the wide gate, the broad way, the narrow way, this, you don't know you test where you're going. And some people are going to try to enter in. And God said, come on back, friend. Come on back. I call, you know, put yanking back. Oh, you forgot way down the road. You didn't send this sin to judgment. It followed you. A lot of people have sins following them. Hello? I read a very facetious story about this man who said, or a woman rather, who sent her belongings to heaven to build her mansion until she gets there. And she sent all this trash and this hay and this stubble to heaven, you know, to send Peter to build that beautiful house for her. And when she got there, all she had was just a hut, a little attached hut. She says, that's not my mansion. Where's my mansion? He said, that's all you sent to heaven. I build your house based on what you sent to heaven. I want to ask you right now, this week, what have you sent to heaven? What is in your building program? Have you tested your foundation? You see, you'll never know till the storm comes, but to me it's too late. When the storm comes, you can't do a thing about it. I was watching that snow, you know, and I, that's how silly I am. I mean, here's the snow creeping in this home, and I thought, why don't they do something? Why don't they try and stop it? Well, nature says, too late now, I'm going to keep on crawling. Hello. But I'm glad this morning you can, this morning, make your calling an election. Sure. I read a scripture that says, Unto him that is able to keep me from falling and to present me holy. Now, church, I have met people so with you that you know the gospel is hid from them. You know they haven't obeyed the gospel. You know they're suffering from a famine of hearing the word of God. And you know they don't have the Holy Ghost. But they claim Christianity. And church, the sad part is, they do have a building program going on. Hello? Do you know all these freedom fighters in the world, you know who they are? They're saviors to somebody. But our Savior is Jesus Christ. Let's stand. That's my Savior. My Savior is Jesus Christ. And church, Paul says, when you stand at the gate, when you stand at the gate, many will seek to enter in and shall not be able. Once in my life I miss a plane and I was angry. I said, I was angry because it interfered with all my other plans. It was a rec it was a replication of effects. I didn't miss a, miss a plane. I missed a whole lot more. 
Number one, I thought I checked in. I did. It told me I checked in. <laughs> and when I went, I saw a line up, so I joined the line. And when I came to get on that plane, I said, sorry, you can't get on. I said, I've checked in. No. The rule is you got to be here so many minutes before certain things, and you didn't meet the requirements. You cannot fly. A lot of people didn't know that just giving a cup of water in the name of Jesus did apply. A lot of folks didn't know just being submissive to divine authority was important. A lot of folks don't know that just repentance was necessary. Baptism in Jesus' name was necessary. Well, how can it be? We're not saved by works, they tell me. Now, the sinner, he has no hope because he hasn't obeyed the gospel at all. And this sin is going to follow him right behind in judgment. Come here, boys. Follow behind me, please. You know, when you, when you hit that ground and you die, come here, son. Here's the guy who is not repentant of his sins. I'm going to, I'm going to move on, right? So I come down here and I am below the sod. After death comes judgment. I'm facing Jesus Christ. And I said, well, well, I, I didn't do anybody any harm. I didn't rob anything, daughter. I'm a good person, Jesus. And he said, just a minute. What are, what are all these you're following you? These guys suppose they're okay. You don't want to suppose. You want to do a self-examination. <coughs> when lady got mad at my wife. Too much rule. This church have too many rules. Well, you know what? I said to my wife, don't you ever apologize. If you don't like the rules, you don't have to put up with it. You can live for the lawless one. The Antichrist spirit. The Antichrist spirit says, I don't have to obey nobody. And that's the world spirit today. It's anarchy. Are you with me? But you know what? God says, set in order your house. Because you're going to die. Set what? What are you trying to tell him? Make sure when you come before me, everything is all right. Your foundation is secure. The walls you build. You don't lose your reward. Now, when it says the righteous be scarcely saved, it's not talking about the sinners out here. It means the people from the days of Abraham all the way up. <coughs> They're saved through faith. We're saved by faith. We have to do something that they never have to do. Are you with me? Amen. And now, and so this group here, look over there, please. Stop playing with piano for a minute. Come here. Come on down here. All right. Uh, come over here, please. Come over here. Come here, young man. Come on now. March down. Here's the great Bemis seat. Come on, ladies. Walk down here, please. You got to go back where you were. You stand before God. Hello? And now I want another group now. Sister, would you come with those two young men?
You stand right there. Yes. Come, come, you boys. Come with her. Over here. This group, this group is not hay, is not stubble, is not wood. Is what? Pearl. Gold. And silver. They have labored. If you want to know what I mean, go read the seven churches. And you will see what I'm talking about. It's very plain. Hello. He told this group, I know your labor. I know thy works. Hallelujah. And I know your patience. And I know your tribulations. And I know your trials. And you have not denied me anything that I needed. You didn't hold back on me. Enter thou in the joy of the Lord. Come on. Go, guys. Go. Get your crown. Get your gown. Get your name on the list. And here comes the group now. I know thy works. And I know the name that you livest by. But you're dead. Ooh. And that you have da 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 and so on. He said, Look, but I got a few among you that's a little bit different. Hello. They will walk with me in white, but you ain't coming. I don't want you. Cause you see, Jesus' eyes is as flame as what? Fire. And they're being tried by the fire. Everything we do in this church is recorded. Every attitude we display is going to follow us. And I want to tell you, a lot of bishops, a lot of pastors are not going to make it. And their churches will. And a lot of churches will not make it, but bishops and the pastors will. All because of the situation here. Hello. It's just all burnt up. Everything they did. Now, don't tell me that they at one time didn't do good. But Ezekiel chapter 3 says, if you mess around with God, all the good that you ever done will be what? Remembered no more. You know, I'm careful what I say to each other about anybody, anything. Because when I start talking to sister about something, you know who come and listen to me? God. If he likes what I said, a book of remembrance is written on my behalf. If he doesn't like it, it'll be against me. Christians need to examine themselves. Jesus' coming is near. Now, if I know to do good and do it not to me, I have just... I didn't fornicate. I didn't commit adultery. I just know to do right. I didn't do it. I'm supposed to pay tithe. On my gross, I print my net. You're a thief. Maybe not a big thief, but you're a little thief. You're still a thief. Hello? You don't pay your tithe, you, 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 you rob God. You can go to hell over it. Well, I don't believe it. Well, bless God. You're building on your foundation. Keep doing what you're doing. But when you stand before Him, you're going to open the book. You say, you robbed me. Well, me? When I robbed you, God? Well, well, I gave you what was yours. You say, oh, no. 
You were like Anas and Sapphira. I know to do good. I know it's church time tonight. I know prayer meeting is here tonight. And I still I watch a movie. Watch TV. And this is my home church. I was supposed to be in church. God sees that. He said, not forsaken together. The assembling together. Church, I'm not talking about heathen. I mean Christians. Christians in Christ is. Hello? They know what to do and they haven't done it. All right, then you got another group in church who's going to have problems. The pastor preached, well, we can do it. We can afford it. Oh, yeah. There he goes again, making money again. <laughs> we don't need that. Well, first of all, God, God, did God talk to you to say that? You just express unbelief. Does that make sense? Whatever is not of faith is sin. All the spies said, and God killed them for it, we cannot do it! And God said, you just slandered me. And you brought evil report and hurt my people. Die! You know who first died? They did. Christians in crisis. When you express your unbelief, because you don't believe it, don't make me an unbeliever. Leave me alone to believe what you don't want to believe. Because I'm dumb enough to believe God. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Anyway, if it's unbelief, it's sin. The last one for Christian is transgression of the law. Now, what's the law? You know, I, I come from a church where it was very strict. I mean, they said, don't do certain things. I, I, I don't wear cuff things. I don't wear cuff things. My pastor stripped me of it. <laughs> it's, it's hard for me to put it on. Now, I don't know what you guys do, but, you know, I, I was burning in the Caribbean. I'm burning. I mean, the sun is hot. And I, I could not put on an ordinary shirt. I just could not do it. Now, you can say what you want to. I just couldn't join those naked people out there. With all the bathing suit on. I just couldn't do it. Maybe you can, and that's fine. That's your problem. But I couldn't do it. Because something is planted. I'm a Christian. And if I sit there, God said, get up. Tell me, you guys, to get up. Get up from there. He talks. Well, I said, well, God, not so, Lord. This is a 50-mile radius. I can know what I feel like. Saints won't see you, brother. Brother, my shadow won't see me. Oh, God! God said, "All right, point down here, because you see, it may not be a sin to you, but I know better. They don't. I know better. I've been taught differently. Hello, have I lost you now, Christians?" In crisis, we got to give an account. Church, my mother and father passed on. I made an assumption, but to be honest, I don't know where they end up. Do you know where anybody end up? Come on, put your hand. Do you know where anybody end up? You don't have a clue. 
we suppose. And God ain't going to tell you nothing. But they know where they end up. Got to face that record. Oh, on the airplane, they come in, oh, champagne, right? Nobody watching you. You put your foot up and have all the booze you want. And then get the car in and get the breath all cleaned up. Well, you forgot. The whole goes down here. He said, what kind of stuff is that? I feel sour now here. Ooh. He knows. He knows. Thank you, folks. Let's worship God. We baptize in Jesus' name. I've had guys tell me that, you know. Look, man, there's a baptism that you can do. If the person is so sick, they're so sick they can't get up, well, you can pour some water on their feet, and that's baptism. I said, I can't say that. I've been lying to you. I'm a Christian. I want when it's all over. I want you Jesus says, come on in. And so folks say, well, pastor, I don't feel convicted. One of two things happened to you. Either the Holy Ghost left you, or you're just twice dead, plucked up by the root. You're going past feeling. Or maybe it just doesn't matter for you. But I don't want God ever let me live by that term. Well, I'm not convicted. I can't trust my carnal feeling. I want to be saved. And when I stand before Christ, I don't want a crisis. Would you buy yesterday? If you know to do good and you're not doing it, and you love to do good, why don't you just walk down this altar right now? Don't get tired of building altars. You always build one till Jesus comes. You never stop building altars. You never stop. Oh, you may fail several times, but you're going to try again. As long as you're trying, there's no condemnation to them but in Christ Jesus.